This is the Biz News Podcast, one-on-one conversations with experts in business and personal development. When it comes to work, I have known um, uh, a manager who said, well, that's why they call it work, darn it. Uh, Is that a good philosophy to have these days as we try to keep people and recruit people? No, it is not. (laughs) And uh, as people are coming back from the pandemic, there's there's a lot of a lot of uh, managers and leaders, unfortunately, reverting to that. You know, we you get in here and you got to be at the desk at eight thirty and and uh, party time's over, you know, and. And it's just not the, the reality of the workforce, which is basically hold the reins right now because <laughs> there's an extreme shortage of labor at all levels. Um, e- even with the pandemic aside, we were getting, we had a, a tight labor market before the pandemic. And, and with demographics, <clears throat> for example, it's going to get worse. So um, <laughs> at, at all levels of, of skill from entry level to um high talent uh it's hard to to attract people it's hard to keep them and turnover is greater four five five million um people uh, quit their job in april we, we currently have four million um women who left to take care of their kids during the pandemic and are not coming back yet because they haven't figured that one out yet and, and the schools who knows what's up there so um we, we, we've got an ongoing uh, crisis in labor. So it's, it's definitely employees are, are driving, talent is driving the show. And so if you want to attract me, you want to keep them, you got to give them what they want. And it's not well, just a paycheck. <laughs> well, let, let me uh, uh, paint you a word picture of uh, and a company whose name I've forgotten and they've probably gone out of business. It's Silicon Valley during one of the booms. I went to interview the CEO and I walked through the lobby, an atrium size lobby. It seemed to stretch up 20 stories. And and there in the lobby was a gigantic slide. Uh, and behind the slide, there were foosball tables and pool tables. And uh, I discovered that they provided free lunch, free dinner, free breakfast, because they wanted to keep the employees working and at their desks, of course. But is that the way to make employees come to your company and stay with it to provide all of this stuff? Well, that's that the things you described, maybe minus the slide, are kind of de facto almost required of high-tech Silicon Valley companies now. That's, that, that's not even scratching the surface now. So I, to me, uh, this is having fun isn't about getting a foosball table and uh, and uh, providing you know free dr- drinks in the fridge. Uh, that's that's a nice thing to do, but that's not the end of the story. Having fun is is connecting with people about what um, how what they most want to get out of their work, and and uh, making it more meaningful and fun is part of that meaning for. The younger generation, which currently make up the largest generation in the workforce, fun is a priority. 
you know and and so that that's just a reality it's a, honestly a reality so um if you want to you've got you've got to have your version of fun and it's it's not just getting a ping pong table and saying okay we're done it's it's engaging them and and it's uh see what all motivation starts with the person so what do your people want whether it's just your team or the overall company and and that's not that hard to do really i I have uh, one of the examples I have in, in my book, Work Made Fun Gets Done, is um, I interviewed a CEO and, and he said, you know, we, I, I, like to, I want to do the right thing. So we, we, we do company events, you know, uh, a couple of times throughout the year. And it seems like whatever I, I pick to do, no one seemed to like. And after a while, I gave it to another executive and the same results. And finally, I, stopped, so I said, what's wrong with this picture? And he, he gave it to a millennial. Would you like to do this? Absolutely. And he used social media tools to, to, to survey people and to find out the best timing and, and uh, came up with three alternatives and, and they you know, took a vote on. And now, now they did something everyone loved. And actually, uh, the one that they said that the first one they did was uh, they did a, um, again, it was, it was a family and employee gathering. And they did a, uh, one of these... Um, medieval time shows where they, they put on a show and they, they serve you, uh, you know, <laughs> jerky legs and people are dressed up and they, everyone just loved it. <laughs> you know, all, all the families, all the executives, all the kids, of course, loved it. And, and wow, now we're back in the game, you know, so it's, it's being thoughtful about it and not, and, and definitely moving off the, well, we're paying them. So that should be enough. Or, or I, I work with a lot of high tech companies, for example, and uh, you know, we're a good employer. We provide um, interesting work. That should be enough. We pay people well. We're done. You know, well, you're not done if your employers don't think you're done. You know? And and you've got you've got four almost five generations of the workplace right now, and the their buttons are are very different. So you you gotta you gotta take it up a notch and and say what can we do? And and but by the way, some of the the fun can be around the work itself. You know, I, I know several companies that they, they do like Jeopardy type games about, uh, and the manager oh, each day will post a number and whoever can, can tell us what that number is. And it's, it's like, well, that's a, that's a turnover rate of drivers. <laughs> that's right. You know, then they win a gift card or something. So fun doesn't have to be silly. It, it could be very educational. And, and as you use fun uh, with learning, it's very powerful. Or, or, or fun can be tied to career development. You know, if you if you make if you make your your goals, uh, whoever makes your goals is core. You can you can have a skip level meeting with your boss's boss to discuss your career. Wow, that's high interest to most people, and and now it's an earned right. You know, and then and you know you you brief your executives so they're up for that as well, and they're and and then you you, know, you start doing more stuff like that, and now it's. This is a great place to work, and it's it's not just you know because they pay well or I get a paycheck. Everyone gets a paycheck, you know, but not many people feel you know uh, excited about where they work. Eighty-five percent of employees say they 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 report they're overworked and underappreciated. So w- ways to thank people can be fun, you know. So um, we're we're advocating uh, to look at this topic, and and it's not you know. Uh, Inc. Magazine, you know, on the on the book cover said, "Fun is frivolous." We know, 
unless you want to attract and keep your best employees. <laughs> so, like, so, so open, open your eyes to this. It's not that hard to get in the game. And we have uh, over 400 real life examples from uh, all, all types of companies, all types of, of individuals saying, here's what, what's fun to me. And this is one of my biggest learnings in, in the whole research for it was how varied the answer was when we asked employees, what's, what's fun to you? I, I, I kind of thought, I think fun as well. When you're laughing, you're having fun, right? And, well, wow, my, sure, my. well, give, give us a couple of uh, examples, things that when you, as you were doing the research for this and you ran across examples of uh, why people thought it was fun to work there and stayed with a company, what, what was really uh, knocked your socks off, so to speak? Well, there's, there's, um, like Mary Kay Cosmetics, they they uh, once a year they swap jobs with everyone in in headquarters swaps with someone in in manufacturing for a day, and they, and all of a sudden it binds everyone closer together because they you know wow maybe we'll stop blaming you know <laughs> headquarters for things going wrong and have a little bit more empathy and we're, hey maybe we're in it together you know so uh, um, at at um, Disney, I've worked with Disney for 15 years at, uh, on their um, theme parks. They uh, close the, couple times a year, they close uh, the parks to um, uh, visitors and they invite all employees with their families to come experience what we're all about. And they have the managers uh, serve the, the concessions, run the rides, wear the, the goofy outfits. And, and just like that, they say, hey, we're all in it together. And it bonds them. It gives them a common, a common uh, denominator. And it gives them more meaning to their job because they feel that they're part of something larger than themselves. You know? uh, so you know, th those, are, those are some organizational um, uh, examples. There, we, we break the book up into uh, four levels, what an individual can do with anything any tasks that they have that's maybe rote or boring or they don't want to do, um, such as making a game of it or planning a reward for yourself. I'm going to take a, a walk or, or go online shopping when I finish this project or, or even just, just uh, actually one popular technique is you, you got a task, you don't really want to do it, you know, paperwork or something and yeah, set your timer for 20 minutes and see how fast you can get it done. You know, play a game with yourself, you know, and then uh, what leaders can do, uh, of course, what you could do in a group environment, and, and most work is with uh, colleagues. And so what can you do to, uh, especially this day and age in, in the Zoom environment? Well, Hyatt, Hyatt Hotels, for example, they assign praise buddies. They had, they had two people on the team, and it's kind of like a secret Santa, but throughout the year. <laughs> One, do, do you pay attention to what Mark's doing? And w when you, you hear or see something he's doing right, then I want you to recognize him or, or, or call it out to the group. And, and then Mark's got someone he's doing it for. Uh, and they, they do a, um, they uh, do kind of a interview everybody, uh, employee on the team. So they get to know each other better because you can't, you can't, work well with others without really knowing who they are. And, and so they, they have a, a little preference sheet that everyone fills out on, you know, their, their favorite hobbies and their favorite food and what they do when they're not at work. And, and, and just sharing that with others, you find common interest that creates a bond. And the more you do that, the more bonds you have in your group and the tighter it becomes, the more effective you become at working together. 
it, it sounds from your descriptions that uh, these things don't have to be costly. You don't have to go out and buy a slide or perhaps spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on some sort of uh, survey of employees. This is correct, that a lot of the best things you can do are, are free. And, and, uh, and, and then if you tap into the ideas that your employees have, it, it makes it easier. And then, or, you know, and like, for example, I, I remember I was managing a department of about 20 people and we, how can we, you know, have a little bit more fun in our meetings? Well, we, we decided to have a, we did a bunch of stuff, but one of the things we had each meeting, we, we, we rotate someone starting with a joke. And, and some people, you know, weren't good at jokes, but they had a whole week to prepare, you know, and then they got better at jokes. And, and it was it was fun. Even if it was a bad joke, it was still fun, you know, and it, it kind of broke the ice. Or at, at ESPN, for example, uh, when I worked with them, I uh, had a manager tell me, whenever we start a meeting, we always start the same way. We, as a group, identify five things that are going well, five things. Uh, and, and that's our, that's our touchstone. That's our home, home base, our home room. And, and usually things, you know, we can do that pretty easy, pretty easy, but sometimes we can't because things aren't going that well, but we, we don't skip that step. And, and that gives us the, the confidence to take on the next challenge, the next problem. Um, so again, there's, there's just a lot of, or, or on, on zoom, we're on zoom now. So what, what can you do on virtual stuff? Well, there's a lot you can do on virtual stuff. You know, you can have, uh, uh, one thing I like is it's called a praise barrage, a praise barrage. And that is, Hey, before we get started here, uh, let's just go around the, the group we got here on zoom. And as I call it someone's name, I like everyone else to, to call out what they most value about working with that person. Let's start with Tony. Okay, now Sally. And the little thing takes five, 10 minutes, but I tell you what, when people hear what other people appreciate about what they contribute to the team, that gives them a sense of pride uh, and they're gonna do those things even better going forward. It's, it's, it's human nature. And, uh, or, and then next time you're together, you know, in face-to-face, you can do it with index cards. I want you to write any thank you notes you, you owe to someone else in the team and you get, you get five or six thank you notes from people you work with about, uh, you know, the time you, you, you put your work aside to work on, on my task. You really, you really saved me that day. You know? Wow. That is powerful. It, it resonates with people. And, and we know, you know, one of the most proven principles of management is what you recognize gets repeated. So it's a practical uh, benefit as well. Uh, this sounds like something that really ought to be uh, a minor for business majors in uh, college, almost. <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, I'll settle for a conversation. <laughs> but, you know, and, and again, just to, to say, uh, you know, another time that this isn't just silly, you know, that we, we, share, the, we share research throughout the book on, on these different aspects we talk about. And um, in the preface, we talk about the best place to work. Uh, for in, in America, that that uh, survey is done by the best best places institute out of San Francisco, and is reported by the Fortune Fortune magazine once a year. Uh, that um, an analysis of the winners um, that 82% of employees at the best places to work say this is a fun place to work. 82%, and for compared to the ones that applied but did not win, the also rans I guess. Um, 
So that that dimension, this dimension of fun, is actually one of the largest differentials of all the factors that they analyze. So it's it's <laughs> something's going on, and and when people are having fun, they tend to be higher performers. They they enjoy their work, who they're working with, who they're serving. They do it. Uh, they go above and beyond as a matter of course, and and becomes a self fulfilling prophecy. Uh, so it's, it's our, our hope is that um, we help get more people in the game and you don't have to be the CEO to say, okay, we're going to have more fun. There's examples where that happens. You know, for example, the uh, president of Belmont um, College in Nashville, he took a sabbatical and he visited high performing companies for a year and he came back and he said, Every place I visited was a fun environment. We need to have more fun here. So he started a fun committee, got some volunteers and said, okay, you're in charge of fun and, you know, see, see what you come up with. And maybe they need some budget. Maybe they don't. A lot of times you could just be creative, you know, let's have a, a potluck and everyone bring a, a dish from their, their national origin, you know, or this, <laughs> let's have a, you know, crazy shirt day, you know, Elvis day, you know, it's the, the unlimited potential of what you can do. And, and, uh, and everything doesn't have to work either. You know, it's okay because you, you learn from the ones that don't, how could we have done this? one better you know <laughs> so, so how does this affect the bottom line because business after all still has to be business absolutely and, and a lot of stuff that um, my focus on some of these softer areas such as and I've mentioned recognition several times um, and, and fun as well it does have a bottom line impact if you do these things for example uh, just in one one proven aspect uh, your retention improves. People think twice about leaving. If they, they feel they're working for a good boss, they, you know, the next one probably will not be that good. <laughs> and it's only one out of four or five bosses you'll have in your career that you think are good. If you got one now and I'm having fun and they're, they ask, they get me involved with decision-making and they, they ask me for opinions and ideas and if I have a good idea. They allow me to pursue it and give me flexibility and autonomy and authority to get that done. Wow. This is, I don't need to find other jobs. This job's working for me. And then, and then they're always talking to me about, you know, what do you want to do next? And, and where else would you like to go in our company or, or maybe outside the company? Uh, uh, how can I help you get to where you want to go? Wow. You have a manager that does those things. Uh, man, it's, you don't want to leave. And, and so uh, and at a time when, like I, I just said, 5 million people left their jobs in April alone, it's like being able to hold on to people is not a frivolous thing. And uh, I, I've got research from the topic of, of recognition, thanking people, again, a fun, simple thing. If you have, if you, it works with any employee, any, uh, if you, it works in any team. If you get it going as your organization, uh, research indicates that your, your company will be, employees will be seven times more likely to stay with the organization for their career. So that's a that's a pretty big uh, pop for, uh, you know, you work in a lot of places, hospitality turnover is 189 percent a year. Right now in, in healthcare we've got a million nurse shortage. You, know, you need to hold on to everybody you got and then have ways to get them in the door. So and what, what might that mean? Well, maybe the ones the people that are progressive about it, let's do a concierge service. 
you know, that, that we're going to we're going to uh, hire someone in this company. I know four or five that do this that will, um, you know, run errands for employees, pick up their laundry, change the oil in the car. Well, that sounds frivolous, doesn't it? You know, and it's going to be, you know, it's going to be X dollars a, a month per, per person. And I, I, I've worked like with hospitals that do that. And when it comes to evalu- evaluating it, they say, what did the nurses think? We made it available for everyone, but what did the nurses think? Because half the hospital is nurses, and it's almost impossible to hire them now. We got to keep everyone we got. The nurses loved it. You gave them bonus time in their life. Okay, we're going to do it again. We got to keep doing it. <laughs> and that's that's you know, there's a little bit of experimentation. And let me let me backtrack on that. Did you say the employees are actually paying for that? No, the company would pay for that. Oh, the company's paying for that entirely. You you, you have a service and and okay. yeah, and, and you, know, you still, it's for the whole company. So that is a, a per per dollar uh, oh, okay. the whole company. Now everyone's not going to use it, you know. And and three uh, percent are going to say, oh, I love, hey, I love the idea of bringing my laundry in to get, you know, and they'll take it to the cleaner. And then you you call a, a local cleaner, say, hey, I got to do for you. Come in here every Tuesday, and 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 we got you know a closet off the lobby, and we're gonna give you a lot of business. Do you want to do that? Yes, I do. <laughs> so again, you could be just smart about it. It's not just how much money can we pour into something like this. It's, uh, you know, money plays a part as well, but you, I've seen a lot of people just be very creative. I, I worked with a company in, in Seattle where they had, um, for example, they had a, a big sales challenge and the head of sales said, if we make this challenge, I will shave my head. <laughs> And, and then everyone, you know, you got something to banter about. And then, you know, uh, God, you get, you're going to get first cut. And they gave the, the, the people that had stories, they got the first cut. And then for the whole company, he shaved his head, you know, that became a symbol, a rallying cry. And, and that same company, for example, uh, no, different company in Seattle, uh, Perkins Coy, a law firm. They, they heard me speak and they, they ran with it and they, they created a happiness committee Again, that sounds frivolous, doesn't it? But they, it included five people. No one knew who any of them were. It was anonymous. And any one of those five people could say, it's time to do something. I go, well, what would you do? And they, 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 they'd hold their downtown Seattle, they'd hold a picnic on the roof, you know, or they, or they bartered meeting space that they had some meeting rooms with a company on the next block that was a limo service who didn't have meeting space. And they gave them in exchange limo rides that they could use for people's birthdays or, or whatever, and just on and on and on. And it, it had a, a, a huge impact on, on their ability to uh, be excited about where you work and and that's a law firm if a law firm could do this oh oh well here's a kicker uh from that that first conversation i had with them fast forward 18 months later they entered the best place to work in america number 23 perkins coy a law firm there you go (laughs) and then you know we know people on that list it's like a magnet for attracting people because wow this is a proven best place to work i want to work here and and so it, it perpetuates itself but you got to get in the game to get started it's not going to do it you're not going to do it overnight uh, but Dr. right now have you seen people try this and fail and if so why did it fail sure well, i'll give you another version of this i, I worked with a, a company in connecticut um, boardroom, boardroom Inc. They do newsletters. They have four of the five largest newsletters in the country, and they do uh, some books. And uh, they do a thing called iPower, uh, which is just a fun little thing. They they ask everyone, every employee, to turn in two ideas for how we can improve things around here a week, two ideas a week. 
So <laughs> now a lot, a lot of companies have, have, uh, you know, employee suggestion programs and they usually look like there's a, there's a box in the, in the break room that has a lock on it and, and no one's ever opened it, you know, <laughs> and, or, or they, once a quarter, they empty it out and, and they've got a, a committee that reviews them all and says, uh, we're not going to do this. <laughs> and people don't get any feedback. If they do, they get a formula that says, here's why we're not using your silly idea. What, what gives you the right to tell us what we should do in purchasing? Uh, it won't happen again. Don't worry. But, but, uh, so instead of doing that, they have a, a member of the staff, they rotate it, volunteer to review the ideas. And, they, and they, they tell them what we're trying to do is to encourage ideas. So if you see a good one, uh, tell them that and give it back to them to run with. This is a great idea. Let us know if you need any help with your idea. Who's got more energy for the idea than the person came up with it? And, and as a result... Uh, all of a sudden, they got uh, you know get, uh, thousands of ideas. They don't implement all of them, but the but they implement a lot of them to help save mo- to save money to improve service for innovation on and on. And they they credit it with doing this one thing and doing it well with the fivefold increase in their revenues in a three year period. So this is this is getting down to brass tacks. It's, this stuff is fun, but it's effective too. Um, and and so the reason I thought of that you said well wouldn't, it doesn't work. They had a, cu- a couple tries at the plate before they got it going. You know that they and they and they they kind of learned new rules. Like for example, when someone's new, they said they they tell them this is what we do, but for the first year, you can only make suggestions about your own job. You can't be throwing stuff at marketing and, and mud at payroll. And it's like, no, no, you, it's an earned right. It's a maturity thing. So right now about what you're doing, how could you be more efficient? You know, where does your work come from? Where does it go after you? You know, and that type of thinking. And, and um, they consistently get, you know, and so I, I talk about that with, empl- with companies that say, well, could your employees uh, do that? Well, yeah, of course they could. How about the second week? <laughs> uh, well, not so much. How about the third week? Are you, how many ideas can you have? Let me tell you, I, I, the idea well is has no limit, no limit. And, and if you tap into it, then people get better at ideas. And if you want to help them do a bag lunch with someone in accounting, do, showing them how to do a cost benefit analysis, you know, and, or, or interview some customers and, and off you go, you know, it's like. <laughs> Which brings to, into mind, where do customers come into this? Well, customers are, of course, the, the voice of the customer is very, very important, you know, and um, uh, I, I got my doctoral, uh, my PhD from Peter Drucker, and he, you know, said, you know, what does the customer want? <laughs> and, and that's where every business needs to start. And then how can we better do that? Uh, so it's uh, uh, the customers, you've got to have their voice in the company. And, and again, there's a lot of fun ways you can do that. I, I know a company that they, they give a unsung heroes award. People in the company that are doing a great job that, that aren't real visible. And they have that selected, they have their customers select that. 
and and the, and the customers nominates people that they work with in the company and they and they select them and then they had the customer come in and present the award to the employee in front of the whole staff <laughs> talk about giving you know good good creed you know uh man if the customer says when i call your company i ask for sally because she always makes it happen you know <laughs> doesn't bounce me around three times she she gets on it so sally way to go let's, let's all do more of what sally does you know? and just by when you call out stuff, you make that person feel special, but you also send a message to everyone else. This is the type of thing that gets noticed around here. It's not just, you know, make your numbers or you're out. It's like, we're all pulling together. It's a, it's a joint effort. So, so capturing uh, and, and harnessing the connection for everyone to the mission of the organization and to our core values. So they're not just on the wall and not in the practice. Uh, these are, it, do you find, you, from your uh, consulting experience, do you find it difficult to get all the key people on board with this at the same time, pulling in the same direction? Yeah, of course. Of course it is. Change, organization change is very iterative. And, and so, you know, and, and a lot of people ask me, well, what, what, do, what do you do with the naysayers? Well, initially you ignore the naysayers and you, and you run with the people that see what you see and the potential that they want to have more fun here or they want to have more recognition and, 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 uh, and ignore people that say, oh, that's silly and whatnot. And then as you get it going and you can show results, uh, then it could be more of a thing. And then maybe you get more budget to do it better. And uh, you get, a, you know, there's a lot of tools, whether it's uh, gift cards or software that, to make it more efficient and more effective and where you can recognize people on your phone, for example, um, and, and where you can, like, like Facebook, where you can add on a comment to, to someone else that was recognized or your boss can like it, you know, or their, your, your uh, boss's boss can like it. And as, as simple as silly as that sound, I work with companies where, you know, I talk to the, the frontline employees. And I just wish someone would notice who I am and what I'm doing. To, be, to have a comment that, that was posted publicly that their VP likes is a significant event for an employee. My VP knows who I am and what I did. Life is good. You know, what are they going to talk about at dinner that night with their significant other? You won't believe who, who called me out today at work. Yeah. <laughs> that could be it's a not, scary it's call. Not it's not privilege. Yeah. Or, or I had, I worked with a, a CEO in, in uh, New York City and, and, you know, we're having beers and he goes, no, Bob, we can't. We can't, we have a, a real challenge holding on to people. And I said, well, uh, why is it, why is it you suppose that people come to work for you to begin with? Well, that's an easy question because we're the best at what we do. Oh, great. So they're coming to learn. Yes, absolutely. And I just thought for me, I said, do they get a chance to do that once they join? And I kind of stepped back a little, goes, thought about it, goes, no, they don't actually. <laughs> we put them in a little narrow job, and and you know the, the top fifty managers are having all the fun, and they don't you know they're they're in that job, and after three months, they're not learning anything new. They're they're kind of stuck, you know, and and uh, start looking around. And I said, well, there there you go. You, you figured out your own problem. So so this guy who had been CEO of the company um, for twenty five years, the company he founded. He, he went back to the office and for the, for the first time said, we're going to start doing a breakfast once a month with one person from each department. And, and he, as open-ended uh, meeting, 
where they'd go around the group and everyone shared one thing that they're excited about doing at work, including him. And, and he did that one time, He'd never done it in 25 years. He said, I can't believe I haven't been doing this. He learned so much about his own company from hearing the people that are working daily on it. And then every one of them, you know, went home. Guess who I had breakfast with this morning? Yeah, the president. Yeah. He... <laughs> it, it's sort of like the old, the old uh, philosophy. You, you walk the floor. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Tom Peters, uh, you know, you, you management by walking around. Yeah, exactly. And that, that has a lot of... Uh, now, how, now, again, we're, we're challenged with the virtual environment. How do you walk around uh, virtually? Well, well, when, when the pandemic first hit, uh, initially engagement went up because managers uh, had to start calling people, see what's going on. <laughs> and they felt special because, hey, my manager called me. I usually don't talk to him for a month or he, he storms in my office when I, when I made a mistake. And now he's calling me to say, hey, I just want to, hey, how, how are things going? What are you hearing from the customer? What do you think I can help you with? Wow, this is different. <laughs> and so in, in the short term, it, it wasn't sustained, but in the short term, engagement actually went up. And now it's, it's uh, gone back down. And, and, you know, there's a lot of been burnout on Zoom and, and whatnot. So, uh, but all said and done, 60 uh, of the 62% of people that work from home, mainly professional employees, um, two thirds of them want to continue to work at home going forward. And, and of those, uh, a third have said that they will quit if forced to come into work full time. <laughs> you know, and uh, uh, my, my wife was one of them. She's got a virtual job. She's hired during the pandemic and she's she's a computer scientist. She can <laughs> work anywhere she wants, basically. And uh, they, they said, well, yeah, we're going to have people come in. And she said, well, OK, well, I'm 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 out of here. So she she's done a 45 minute commute for most of her career. She is so done with that. And they said, well, okay, a couple days a week. And then it was like one day a week. Okay, well, one day a week. I, and and still, even, that, even then she's saying, I'll give it to the, the end of August. <laughs> because one day a week is, is okay. We come in for meetings. But, but then she, she comes in and it's like she's seen the people live that she usually sees on, on, on Zoom. So, what, you know, other than you know, some, some chatter, it's, it's – uh, you know, and the whole time she's in the commute, it's like a waste of time, waste of time, waste of time. Dr. Bob, uh, tell, tell our listeners and viewers the name of your new book again. It is? It this is. Will stick, this will stick in their brain. Work Made Fun Gets Done. Easy Ways to Boost Energy, Morale, and Results. And as you indicated, uh, Douglas, they, uh, most of the ideas have little or no cost. Um, and it's fun. It's, it's fun. You know, my hope is that you can't open this book anywhere and not get a fresh idea that someone's actually doing and it's working and say, why don't we try this? <laughs> and if that one doesn't work, turn the page. Here's another one. And, and so I, I know managers and, you know, this is I've done a number of books and they're all of this elk in terms of real examples, low on theory, like, like um, research as seasoning but mainly examples, real examples, cut down to the bear. Uh, do this, and here's, here's the result they got. Here's a, a man just says, I can't believe the difference it made. Or here's an employee that said, wow, I'm going to stay here forever. <laughs> and and um, it's, it's easy to get in the game. You don't even have to be creative. The, the book, we, we've done all the work for you. And, and, and the hope is that it starts a conversation. And actually, we even have conversation, you know, discussion guidelines in the back of the book to help get you 
because you got you know, you want to get out of the book and into your practice. And so I've had managers tell me, you know, what I love about your books is I'll, I'll take it and I'll pass it around to my team and ask people to initial ideas they like in the margin. Now, you don't have to do any of those, but if you want to, you know, press someone's buttons, you know what, what they think is special, you can do that thing and, and know that they're going to value it. Now, where can our viewers and listeners get more information about you and your services? I presume you might have a website. Yeah, thank you, Douglas. We, uh, www.drbobnelson.com. So, uh, D-R-B-O-B-N-E-L-S-O-N.com. Uh, we have, I've got most of my books. I've, I've written 30 books. Most of them are, are there at discount prices cheaper than Amazon. But then I also do services. I do, I do speaking at, uh, conferences and I, I do consulting with companies. So it's, uh, I, I keep uh, busy and I love it. And I, I learned, you know, part of the thing, I, I worked with thousands of companies at this point. I just finished a project with United Nations, for example. Uh, and I learned from every client I work with and, and what's working for them. And I, you know, pass that stuff on to other people. I, if it's, something's not working, I keep that to myself. But, but the good news yeah, and the specifics of how they pulled it off, many of the things that you were asking about here today um, um, uh, quick to share and with a lot of details so you can pull it off. In fact, even in, in the book, we even make a point to list any company. We have an index of featured companies. So if you, if you see, wow, we like what they did and you want to contact them for more information, in my experience, people love that. that uh, because now, now they're a best practice. Other people want to emulate and that's making... And that's a PR thing, and that, that's making them look good and giving them more pride for people that work there. It's an external validation. So, uh, and, and so you can continue the conversation with the people, but also with the, with the companies referenced in the book. And a lot of times the names are used as well. You can, you can look that person up. So it's, it's a uh, stepping stone to, to making this real. If you want to be um, more excitement, more fun in your job, or, you, or your employees want to have more of that where they work, and who doesn't? Uh, this is a simple step to, to uh, move in that direction. I saw that um, software company with its uh, atrium slide about 20 years ago. I wonder where we'll be 20 years from now. Does your crystal ball uh, <laughs> go that far? Well, let me say the next generation, Generation Z. Some people are, are calling Generation V for virtual. They're not looking to... They're not looking to go to any office. If they can't do it from their computer, they're not going to do it. And and that that is not that big of a of a stretch right now. My my son lives in Seattle and he just changed jobs. He got uh, five job offers in a week, and he went with the one that um, is 100% virtual. They have no no physical location. 100% virtual. And and wow, you know, it's almost easier because everyone's in the same game, you know. So and and they and just last week he had he got together with a, a few people that happened to live in Seattle you know, for the company, and so they they create their own uh, networks. And he had to do a a video on on who he was and you know that, that went to everybody, you know, uh, introducing himself. <laughs> so uh, you know, there's. 
the, they, they find it's, you can find ways to make it work. And that's, that's the reality we're headed to. So of course, some people are not going to be able to do, you know, if the customers, you know, in the, in the shop or, or the restaurant, you got to actually have, but even, even that restaurants, you know, there's been a huge growth towards, uh, you know, um, food delivery, uh, the pandemic and virtual kitchens, which is a concept of the ghost kitchens where, where, um, Restaurants are popping up um, um, the themes, and they put them online, and you can only order it through um, a delivery service. And, and and a lot of those are just a, a restaurant that already exists, and now they're doing, you know, a different type of food for, and it's working. It's working. It's a it's it's a high growth thing. So we're we're the whole the whole world's changing, and and more and more uh, is going to be virtual if you can. Um, and, and not just in the U.S., by the way, if the work can be done um, better, more effectively somewhere else around the globe, it will it will go there. For example, a lot of people don't realize that that um, a lot of x-rays are, are x-rays. They might just got with their doctor. A lot of them are, are read in South America where they're, they're more efficient. They have someone that just looks at chest x-rays all day, can can spot deviations or or a lot of, a lot of people don't realize that. Um, a lot of uh, U.S. tax returns are are filled out in Puerto Rico. <laughs> you, know, we, you know, it's it's wherever work can be done more efficiently. I, I've hired, and there's there's a bunch of services, Elance, for example, that that have uh, two two and a half, three million people online posted projects, hourly work of any type. You could pick them by by country, by by skills. I've I've hired, I hired a, a guy out of. Uh, um, Pakistan. He was a, a computer programmer, and he moonlighted at night, creating spreadsheets for me. It was, and it was like uh, three bucks an hour. It was unbelievable. So it's, it's work is good. <laughs> I know it's kind of mind blowing, isn't it? And and uh, now you have different challenges with that. But if you can, if you could figure this out, it's it's very uh, cost effective. And and I, I've had some of the exact same projects done. Uh, like that versus the uh, same project done by by someone in my in my uh, community, uh, a fraction of the price and and more efficient, you know. So, uh, man, uh, it's it's a whole it's a whole new world and and ex- exciting time to be a part of work. <laughs> when you when you get to uh, book number uh, thirty two, uh, give us a call. We want to see what you're writing about. I, well, the next one's uh, going to be on life lessons from Stephen Jobs. How about that? All right. <laughs> I'm doing it with the um, uh, his VP of Human Resources that was a mentor for him for eight years. And man, there's a lot of stories. There's a lot, you know, it's, it's a mixed bag, but um, I, might, I tend to focus on what we can learn and what are the positives. So, you know, and he had a lot, of, lot there to offer. <laughs> Just be sure you write it on a Macintosh computer. <laughs> exactly, which has all the people that worked on that team uh, signed signed their names inside inside the covers. How about that? That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, a simple thing that increases pride and and again purpose and and. Uh... You've been watching the Biz News podcast. We welcome your input. Send your email to editor at biznews.com. Thanks for watching.